Hello and welcome to a very special episode of First Geek 411. I'm your host, Cameron Franklin, and with me as always, my best man, Chris Nicolay. Chris, how are you doing today? Oi, I'm all right. I'm tired. Been Christmas shopping. Nice. I'm tired. Christmas shopping's dumb. <laughs> Just what Jesus would want. And fresh off the slopes. Emma, how are you doing today? Pretty good. I got to go skiing today, so I'm pretty content nice. in a good mood. I'm going to be sore tomorrow, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> and then all the way from north of whatever the line is between the countries. Shanine, how are you doing today? <laughs> doing pretty good. I started that and then realized I have no clue what like that longitude is. And I was like, uh, we were committed, so we went with it. You could have just said north of the border. But... Yeah, yeah. No, Chris. <laughs> Chris, I don't need your common sense. <laughs> Whatever that line is. Mistakes were made, Chris, okay? Mistakes were made. Take two. Speaking <laughs> of mistakes, um, this episode is our annual end of year tradition where we take a look at our top five things from the year. Um, and so 2020 has indeed been a year on the calendar um, and things have happened. And so we're hoping to have some fun talking about some of the highlights of the year um, for a year that has not had nearly as many highlights as other years. So... Before we get into that, as always, you can find us on our social media, which is OneGeek411 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then, of course, you can join our Discord server if you want to chat with us between podcasts. You can send us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. You can check out our show notes on our website, onegeek411.com. You can watch live every Monday night at 645 Mountain Time on Twitch and then be a part of the post-show chat. And then you can find the videos over on YouTube. And of course, if you're a podcast listener, you can rate and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. So as our normal caveat with top whatever lists, there are no rules to the top five lists. So um, anything that you thought was a high of the past year is fair game for the top five list. And so if you're hanging out with us in chat, you can let us know what your top of things were from this year. You don't have to do five, but you're more than welcome to do five. Um, and we'll chat about them as we go. So with that said, Emma, why don't you start us off? Yeah. So I was thinking about this earlier. And this time last year, I was applying to graduate schools for film production. And this time this year, I am officially going into grad school which is, I guess, my big first top thing is I'm, I'm getting a master's. So that's like, I was just thinking about it and I thought how crazy it was, was that a year ago I was still working on applications and that felt like not long ago. So I'm super excited for that I'm actually getting to do film production. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to the next three years of tiresome, tiresome work, but 
I know it'll be worth it. So that's my big top number one is getting into grad school. Super excited for you. Yeah. Janine, we- what about you? <laughs> All right. Um, my first thing, which is just as life-changing as grad school, for sure, is Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> it's just as time-consuming. <laughs> just right. as time-consuming. <laughs> just about... <laughs> Mental strain, you guys. Mm-hmm. So gotta, much. You gotta lay strain. those things down, and then they're in the wrong spot. You gotta pick them up. You gotta put them in the right spot. The digging, the rock so hitting. much digging. <laughs> Day in, but fishing. Day the pain that is fishing. Bug catching. The crippling debt. The crippling debt. You You're in debt it. to the raccoon, a raccoon <laughs> family, red panda family, whatever they are. They're not actually raccoons, they're something else. Yes. But yes, Animal Crossing. I'm not like a huge gamer, but this game definitely helped get me through quarantine. And it's just fun and chill and easy and is exactly the kind of game for me, so. It has been fun. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, like looking back at that game coming out, like basically right as lockdown started. Yep. Um, and then mm-hmm. now it's like, it's just like, man, like two weeks later would have been crazy, but like hitting that exact time. Now switches are still hard to find, right. but the yeah. number of people that played Animal Crossing or just like the phenomenon that is, it's like normally, yes, we see a lot of sales for Animal Crossing, but. Mm-hmm. They just completely Everyone lucked out with their time in yeah. played for... Animal Crossing. Yeah, and we got a, a comment from Baroth in chat saying AC New Horizon plus the portability of the Switch is love. Yeah. Yep. And that was the big reason I got a Switch during lockdown was because I'd heard so many good things about Animal Crossing that it just seems worth it. <laughs> Chris, what about you? Uh, my first one is I bought a resin printer this year. And I love it. It's a big upgrade. What have been some of your favorite prints so far? Grogu. <laughs> Sorry, we're a, a baby Yoda family. I don't care. <laughs> He's given a name, so I will call him by his name. You do that. <laughs> Just like if someone has pronoun preferences, I will use them. <laughs> Touche. So yes, <laughs> I will use his name since he has one. Do <laughs> you have any big 3D printer projects? No. Just lots of really random little things that I'm printing. Nothing like, I don't know. They're just random little things I'm printing. Mostly like utility things. So like some vinyl holders for some friends and things like that. 
we had some friends that had an untable, un, <laughs> untable, an unstable kitchen table. And so they printed a little thing to go under the, the table leg so that it would be, so like it wouldn't rock back and forth. And That's was, smart. Yeah, I was like, wow. It's one of those of like, I'm going to be honest, I would never would have thought of that. I mean, we just had a rockety, like a rickety table the whole time. Indeed. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I do have one project that I'm working on. A castle for Deanna. I, f- yes. I forgot about that one. How could you forget, Chris? How? I don't have enough resin yet. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta just start stocking it. <laughs> Um, so earlier, um, Shanine mentioned how Animal Crossing is a phenomenon. And the first one that I want to talk about was similarly a phenomenon, and that was Tiger King. Do y'all remember the Tiger King portion of lockdown when everything yeah. was a joke and we just got to laugh at the show? And oh man. Um, uh, I know we've talked about Tiger King before, and honestly, it's just one of those things that I remember watching it and being like, if I was a writer, I'd be super upset because I don't think I could ever write something like fiction wise as good as this for like a modern setting, mm-hmm. like fantasy and all that. Like, sure, you can get a lot, that, but like just in terms of like modern shenanigans, I don't. Nothing like, can as... really beat the shenanigans of something like Tiger King. Right. I'm just like, there's so much, how, like, they got, like, multiple people to basically, like, incriminate themselves on c- camera. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, on top of just, like, every episode ending with, okay, but there's no way it can get crazier than this. Yeah. And then the next episode's crazier. Well, It, I saw, it reminded me of, yeah. like, Bo Rat. Yeah. I, I saw this video. There was someone who made a, a video on, like, YouTube or something who was a professional dog trainer for like working dogs and the person that they like basically apprenticed under is world renowned for their like detection dog training skills. And he actually went to the property with his cadaver dogs who alerted to the scent of human remains essentially. So Take that as you will, interpret it how you will, but um yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did not watch all of Tiger King, but I did watch Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars. So <laughs> <laughs> I regret watching all of Tiger King. <laughs> oh, I don't. No. <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. But yeah, <laughs> we binged it all in one but, night. Yeah, it, so. it literally just like thinking about the format and everything, or not necessarily format, but just like people revealing themselves <laughs> in an unconventional way reminds me a lot of Borat, where ultimately he put on this character, granted, and just let people interact with him and put it on TV and mm-hmm. just like revealed themselves to be less than cool i don't know but yeah this is like granted this was just people wanting to do a documentary and then it just turned into so much more Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and i think to that point 
that's one of the things I loved most about Tiger King is that it feels like fiction or yeah. not, or not necessarily even like fiction. Cause like, um, obviously like Borat's a fake character, but like the interactions he's having are with real people. Um, but like Tiger King, it just like, you could have told me that was a scripted show and I would have a hundred percent believed you. Like it, or it feels a, or almost a like mockumentary a, yes, exactly. type thing. I wish like, like, it was. Right. Yeah. It feels almost like the office, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's and like, go, okay, <laughs> I can believe that. I can believe it's a mockumentary or scripted or whatever. Cause it's just so out there. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I just don't even know. I want a season two. I hope we get a season two, please. Yeah. Gotta believe. No. Can we just leave it where it belongs in 2020? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But what if it resolves in 2021 and we get a nice bow on the story? Wouldn't that be perfect, Chris? I mean, you can literally just probably pull up the court records. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> now that you know the story exists, you can follow it elsewhere. News sure. outlets. Right. It just really depends on how much effort you want to put into it yourself. Well, and because of how big it is, like likely <laughs> anything that like any new things that take place is going to make you it know. into a news cycle, like the national news cycle as a result. Yeah. Trending on Twitter mm-hmm. page or whatever. I just want to believe. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, what is your number two? My uh, number two is Horizon For- Forbidden West getting announced, which I am completely pumped for. I love Horizon Zero Dawn. I That's like that entire game is super close to my heart so i'm thrilled beyond measure that we're getting a second game um and a game that is heading to the west coast essentially um where i'm from and it it continues to build on the story of aloy and we're getting new robot creatures and all of these things and i'm just so excited for it to come out and so excited to play it um that game will forever be like my number one game um so yeah i'm super excited that that's announced and that it's coming and eventually i'll get to play it who knows (laughs) when but i'm gonna play it one day and i'm gonna be so happy about it so yeah, this is one that I know, like, kind of amongst, like, people that played the first one, it was like, there has to be a sequel to this, right? Yeah. And it was one of those that I was extremely glad was finally announced. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, normally I'm all up for, like, studios creating new IPs and not feeling, like, trapped in their one IP. But, man, I was like, if this is the time that they choose to go straight to a second one, or to not do a second one... I'm going to be super upset. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of those games that, and one of those concepts that like it can be left alone pretty well, but it can also like, if a second game is done well, then it will only add to the world that they've already created. So I'm thrilled and I'm excited and I'm ready to play it. So I mean, also just like in general, Horizon was kind of an unexpected success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because what Guerrilla Games had done what Killzone before? Yeah, Killzone was their biggest mm-hmm. um, other thing, which had like a group of people that really liked it. Was but was by no means like a mainstream. Like it, it always seemed like Sony was pitching it to be like their Halo. Mm-hmm. It was not remotely their Halo. No. Like, no. In terms of quality. But yeah, then it was just unsuspecting. And with the success of that, like I would have been really surprised if they tried to just go straight into a new IP. I mean, this Horizon Zero Dawn just turned into an IP that's going to stabilize their company. Mm-hmm. So they should they should milk that a little bit, especially because they don't have a ton of IPs in general. So they're yeah. still establishing themselves with like their own games and things. So. Getting gorilla out there. Woo! Shanine, what was what is your number two? My number two is the Welchers. Um, Rachel and Evan Welcher. I'm pretty sure I started following them on Twitter this year. What is time? I think what it was time? this year. <laughs> and just their Twitter presence as a whole is delightful and uplifting as well as thought provoking. And I got to be on a launch team for two of their books, uh, Nightscapes, Evan's poetry book and talking back to purity culture by Rachel and got to review talking back to purity culture and advent a thread in the night by evan on my blog the hoot and howl.com get that plug and um it was also super awesome to do advent a thread in the night for our book club in november and get to talk to both of the welchers on the podcast For sure. Uh, they were great guests and it was, it was really cool to uh, kind of at your suggestion, do that book club and then have them on like the next week or two weeks later, I guess, um, have them on um, and kind of get to chat with them and get to know them more. And so that was really cool. Chris, what's your number two? <laughs> Um, one thing that ultimately is very promising that took place this year, um, several of us watched that, but, uh, ultimately the first commercial, uh, taxi service to the International Space Station by SpaceX took place this year, which was super cool to watch. Um, and next up, Mars, get me off this planet. Complete honesty. (laughs) I forgot this was this year. Yeah, so much has happened this year that's just sort of blended. I mean, it was after that. Tiger King, right? But so it's even more recent Tiger than King's that. A blur. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We were discussing given how cast. early on Tiger King was. Yeah, we were discussing before the cast about how like the the 2020 meme of like March and April took forever, and then every month after that's been a blur. Um, and like that's kind of how I feel with like the SpaceX thing, is it was just like. I 100% remember it. We watched like hours of it and it just feels so long ago. Like, Yep. 
but yeah. So Mars or I know. So Deanna commented, there's gotta be a better planet. That's not all red sand. <laughs> Technically they're, they, they, they're, there's talks that they can do like a cloud colony on Venus. So a cloud city, you could call it? No. <laughs> Guess again. Yeah. I mean, of course, the worst part of Mars is the water. And so you just got to remember to filter it and then you're fine. But if anything happens to those filters, bad things happen. Wait, what? what's that referencing? I don't know. Dr. Hugh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, because uh, advantages of doing like Venus, like a cloud calling on Venus, is that the gravitational forces are more close, are closer to Earth's. So it'd be better for us in terms of adaptability. But yeah, so I'm pro cloud colony. <laughs> Possibility. For me, um, my number two is the Magic the Gathering product, Jumpstart, um, which I think is probably one of the coolest Magic products we've had in a very long time. And it has the flaw of being super social, which obviously coming out in any other year would have gone much better. Um, and so the idea of Jumpstart, it's almost like Smash Up if you played that board game. Um, or the idea is that you take two different booster packs, you smash them together, and you play them as is. Um, and so it came to Arena. I played a ton of it on Arena, um, but n have never gotten to play in paper because 2020. Um, <laughs> and so it's one of those products that I hope we'll, we'll see Jumpstart 2 or we'll see them do a re-release or something like that once we can get to con season um, so that people can actually play with friends. That would be great. Yeah, I miss my commander group. Yeah. Playing online, fun, just not the same. Nah. It's not even fun to me. Not even fun. <laughs> Emma, what is your number three? My number three is my cousin had her baby 11 days ago, so we have a new member of our family. And that's pretty exciting, just in general. It's nothing super nerdy, but we've got a new member of our family, and we're all just super excited. And my grandmother is thrilled that she has a great-grandchild. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's just a more recent top five, in my humble opinion. So, yay, new life. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <Ugh>, babies. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> other people's babies that you only have to see sometime when they're cute. It's but great. they're not. <laughs> I'm sorry, the babies aren't cute. <laughs> Period. Chris has made a stand. Period. End of sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dear. 
<laughs> I feel like that's a good response, Janine. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm just saying. Yeah, and it, like, don't don't even tell me that when I have my own, I'll think it's the cutest thing ever. No, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's false. Babies aren't cute. <laughs> they do cute things. They do do cute things. Because it's like a animal almost, just instinct and doesn't know anything yet. There's science behind it. Yep. <laughs> but they themselves are not cute. <laughs> not even my nephew. Not even my nephew. Not Dude, even that, your nephew. This is recorded. Although so he's like... he's a toddler now. So I mean like he's entering that space where it's like now he can He see could be it. cute. I mean, I don't know. I mean he's looking more like a human now. <laughs> so yes. Like he wasn't before. Yeah. No, babies don't look like humans. That's <laughs> then my what point. do they look like? <laughs> I don't know. I don't their proportions are all wrong, okay? <laughs> Your proportions all wrong, okay? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like one eye is a little smaller than the other. <laughs> yeah, I have lots yeah. of proportional issues. <laughs> Janine, what is your number three? My number three is Neil Gaiman. Um, I discovered his writing right towards the end of 2019 and then just read a ton this year and i just love it he's a great author to, to, to discover just his stuff is great yeah yeah good omens is my favorite haven't actually read that one yet have you watched it i did watch it okay so the the show is very close to the book they did a great job of sticking to the source. Now material. you don't have to read it. <laughs> but I would still recommend reading it because the sense of humor behind it comes out in some ways a whole lot better in the book than it does in the show. And it's personally one of my favorite books of all time. I've loved it for years. So I would highly recommend it. Nice. I definitely do want to read it. Um I read Norse Mythology and Neverwhere and The Ocean at the End of the Lane. And so far, Neverwhere is just my favorite. I love it. It's like an urban fantasy and it gets wild. We started one of his books and now I'm not remembering which one it is. Um, it might be Neverwhere, but... I'm just kidding. It's not a book. So definitely not that one. <laughs> um, oh, but I can't remember which one it was. Um, but we really enjoyed it. Um, at least um, I enjoyed the part of it that we got through. We ended up not finishing it, but yeah, I really like his style. Like that's so like, I don't know if sporadic's the right word, but um, I just love that. Like it almost reminded me of, um, like Hitchhiker's Guide, mm -hmm. where there's like all of these like little details thrown at you and then they all connect back up to what is going on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I love Neverwhere so much. And then I watched the old BBC show of it from like the 70s where Peter Capaldi is in it. Just like this young little Peter Capaldi. <laughs> <laughs> the show was not great, but I enjoyed Capaldi. <laughs> and yeah. then I also listened to the audio drama of it. And it has like James McAvoy and I'm blanking on everybody's names, but awesome people. <laughs> I'm just confusing all the British actors now. <laughs> they all sound the like, same. It's all good. Like, wait, which yeah. one was it? <laughs> but yeah, it was excellent. Chris, what do you got for your number three? My number three is a top five list. Is the whole top five list? No, it's it's a top five list. Oh, okay. My top five favorite anime of 2020. Okay. Okay. So, Shokugeki no Soma, which everyone should watch. I don't know. Well, not not everyone. It's not for everyone. Um, Haikyuu, though, everyone should watch. Um, to the Top is the most recent season. Phenomenal. That's a more winter one. Um, if you want more complete series, we got Somali and the Blind Forest, um, which super heartwarming, super cute, and I really hope we get a season two. Um Tower of God was an unsuspecting one that I did not know I would enjoy, but gets really good, kind of has some thriller elements, some suspense elements, also some pretty intense twists I was not expecting. Um, Definitely waiting on a season two for them. Um, How many is that? Three? Four? 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 Somali? That's four. Okay. And then, obviously, Agretzuko. Mm-hmm. Agretzuko is awesome. Also, Same just too fitting for 2020. So, <laughs> yeah. I feel like in general, like Agretzuko is the great like show of adulthood. We're like, I feel like for like our age group, it kind of just hit at the exact times where we were like getting into working for the first time, getting into like your first like real job, that kind of thing. Um, and so I feel like it was kind of perfect in that regard for, for us, for being corporate sellouts. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> you say to the t- elementary school teacher who's going to film school, they <laughs> soon will be a corporate sellout if things go that way. <laughs> me um my number three is the last of us part two coming out um which i realized as i was like giving chris a hard time about spacex the last of us part two also came out in may so like you know um there is that um (laughs) there is that that part of it wasn't a blur when um but yeah i I, and i've talked about this game a lot on the cast and um the Last of Us Part 1 is one of my favorite PS3 games and getting to see the sequel to it and um, kind of getting to experience how um, I'm trying to be as like political as I, as I 
or unpolitical as I can with this, um, getting to see them tell the story they wanted to tell. Um, we'll say it that way. Yeah. Um, was, I think, a really cool moment. Um, and I'm definitely uh, glad that kind of coming out the other side, a lot of the people involved with the game are getting to um, be recognized for the work they did, um, whether it's the game, people that um, were the developers themselves winning game of the year or things like that, or um, the people who actually were the, the actors in it, like Laura Bailey, getting recognized for her role um, at the game awards. And so um, definitely extremely happy with this. And I, I mean, probably the best sequel game for a PlayStation exclusive. Uncharted 2 is definitely up there, but like Naughty Dog's just over here like raking in the money for Sony at this point. Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah. Last of Us Part 2. I guess I'll sort of tag onto that because I also had The Last of Us on my list in general though, because I had never played the first game and then Part 2 came out and I decided to play it and really enjoyed it a whole lot more than I thought I would. And it was from from the standpoint of someone who had never had any previous exposure to the series or franchise or however you want to call it. The second game was really a solid game. I know there's like thoughts and opinions and what have yous in both directions, but for someone who didn't have any background knowledge into the first game it was like the second game was very well done and very well-rounded and i really enjoyed it and that got me into playing the first game for the first time and i just really enjoyed the series as a whole which was surprising because i didn't think i would like any zombie games if you will and i was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it and how much the story sort of connected and resonated with me in terms of the friendships and the just the whole struggle for humanity that the characters went through. So that was also something that was on my top five list for this year was just The Last of Us Games surprising me in ways that I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I think it's super cool that you like, you played them out of order. Like, yeah. like, like just cause that's one of the things that like as somebody who played the first one and then played the second one, like you, you get some of the callbacks, but you played them in such a tight, like proximity to each other. Yeah. That you kind of just had all of it at once. Um, yeah. And it was kind of like a month and a half or something of your life was just the last yeah. of us. And I don't, I don't think I would would have changed the order in which I played them either. I think I would have still played it the second game first and then the first game, just to sort of because I had already seen some opinions of the second game at that point, so I wanted to sort of form my own opinions of the second game before going back to the first game, which had so many rave reviews. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Janine, what's your number four? Number four is Hamilton being released on Disney+. Plus. Um, I love Broadway and musicals. And 
went to New York a couple of years ago for my birthday and Hamilton was not a thing that we were able to see. Um, (laughs) So basically I was just kind of hoping that it would come on tour to my city at some point. And Hamilton in New York is amazing. And I cried before the show even started. (laughs) like I was in tears when we were sitting down in our seats it was my birthday present last year October of last year and I just cried before the show even started I almost put it on my list but then I saw you put it on your list so I didn't but it's if you do get the chance to see it even if it's not in New York I would highly recommend it because in person it's even more amazing than on Disney Plus. So that's my little spiel. I love Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to see it live for sure. But like I had not even listened to the soundtrack before this. I just I don't like listening to musicals if I haven't seen it. So basically all I had to go off of was the hype around it. And then I watched it and loved it so much. It's worth the hype. Yes. It's worth the hype. (laughs) It was my most listened to thing on Spotify. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently I was in the top 5% of listeners. (laughs) So. Um, Yeah. I kind of came at it almost from like the same place you did, Shanine. Where like, I've seen some other like Broadway musicals. I've seen some some of those other like big performances, but. Um, Hamilton is something that I always kind of just written off as like, mm-hmm. yep, never going to see it just because, um, it was so hard to get a, to get to see a good performance. Um, and yeah, so kinda, again, kind of like what you said, I, I knew the hype, I knew I'd heard of some of the songs, but getting to actually like see them all in context and like big shout out to like whoever edited and the job that they did making it, doing their best to make it feel like you were there. Um, where obviously it's it's kind of what Emma said earlier. It's not the same by any means, but they did a good job of making it feel like you were still there for part of it. And so, yeah, I I have enough theater friends that I typically do write off the new like musical hype around any new musical. But Hamilton was one of those ones that just like persisted enough that I was like, okay, fine. You guys just keep raving about it. So I will just like give it a try. And then I tried it and listened to it. And I was like, okay, this is worth that hype, that random hype that the random theater people I list them friends with um, are giving it. So. So Shane, as you are listening to the Hamilton soundtrack, are you a beginning to end person or do you listen to specific tracks? Beginning to end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just works always so just much better that way. <laughs> listen to it through and repeat and repeat and repeat. And then follow up. And I think we discussed this. Or I think I asked this question when we were discussing it when it came out, but favorite song. So hard. Yeah. If you have to pick one. If I had to pick one, probably it's Quiet Uptown. Mm. 
It just the lyrics and it gets me every time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Emma, what about you? Oh, favorite Hamilton song? Mm-hmm. Um probably Rules of the Duel song in part because I am a choir kid and that just has so many good chords in it. Like a lot of my favorites, like bits and pieces from Hamilton as a whole are just things that I like the inner musical choir kid in me is just like screaming in delight over. So, um, yeah. For me, I think it's the room where it happens. Um, I really like that one. Um, and I'm by no means like super musical, but I, I liked the, um, like both the story aspect of that one and the music side of it, of this, like that being on the outside looking in and, and wanting to be mm-hmm. in the room where, where it happens. Um, and I thought that was a really cool, I don't know if turning point is the right word, but it kind of, you know, you get to see some of that, um, the character development through that song, which I think is really cool. Chris, do you have a favorite Hamilton song? No. (laughs) (laughs) I've made my stance on musicals. (laughs) (laughs) It's the guy who didn't like musicals. I never said I don't like them. I said they're inaccessible. I know. (laughs) There's a difference. (laughs) I was also making a reference to something, so that's okay. Yeah. Chris, what is your number four? My number four is the Final Fantasy VII remake. Which is going to be a start of a wonderful era for small or for square. <laughs> um I'm excited for part two in the coming years, but yeah, just seeing that come to fruition after thirteen right 23 2013 23 years since the original launched and yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a wonderful era of of remakes and remasters Mm -hmm. i think final fantasy 7 remakes a funny one that it wasn't supposed to be a game and then it was just to show off the PS3. And then it turns out when you tease something that the fans really want, they really want you to make it. And then. Yeah, that was a major mistake. You don't do that. Back on the PS3 launch era and they're like showing the graphical abilities. So they play the opening scene, the Final Fantasy seven, one of the most beloved JRPGs of all time. <laughs> What do you expect to happen? People get hyped. And they're like, oh, are they doing this? And now it's final. Yep, now it's current. Although I'm curious to see how this is going to do with the current platform transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in terms of how many parts are there going to be? <laughs> like, Will we be playing part three on PS7? Like... <laughs> Yes. 
Um, no. I've been hurt by Kingdom Hearts before. <laughs> I mean, Squared is typically better with their Final Fantasy series. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, a little more consistent releases, better promised time frames. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. In chat, we got a shout out to Hades um, from Veroth and Small Genie. Um, mm. when it comes to video games from this year um which are hades is on my list um but i mean uh, there's some great games this year such as hades mm-hmm. and stuff final fantasy is just on my list because that is the start of remakes for final fantasy games mm-hmm. yeah. which means there's so much potential from here forward and that kind of ties in to my number four, which is what is now current gen PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X. Um, a new console is dropping, I think. As somebody who like has been involved in gaming for basically my whole life, like new consoles coming on coming out is always an extremely exciting time. Um, and um, kind of with that, just the slew of new games a lot of companies will reboot ips and or we'll get new ips from people just to tie in with those new launches and so um so i think next gen kind of just always brings that that turnover um kind of thing and then um the part of me that like saw playstation throw it all away with playstation 3 and then get it back with playstation 4 and just kind of seeing where um they were going to go with this gen, especially as, um, as COVID was happening mm-hmm. like, and seeing what, like, how does, like, um, how does the fact that people weren't able to play the next gen consoles until maybe a month before release, like how that affects it compared to them being at E3 and things like that, when people could demo the games and, um, next gen launch was just super interesting. And, um, and then, um, kind of with that playing bug snacks and assassin's creed and like, like and i know like shanine you and i've talked about it before of like bug snacks like not really being the game that you like anticipated it being mm-hmm. and kind of just getting like super into to what it is and um and yeah and so um yeah playstation 5 slash xbox series x i guess but <laughs> new consoles <laughs> <laughs> The closest thing to a new gen console I have is a new computer, but that's still pretty exciting, <laughs> which is my last thing on my top five list is getting a new computer because my current one is going downhill pretty quick. So I now have a new computer. Yay. <laughs> it was a lot of money. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Did you build it yourself? I don't have those skills. Boo. It's not a skill. (laughs) Or the patience or time to build a new computer. Takes like 30 minutes. Yeah, and I'm moving and starting grad school. (laughs) I don't really have time to build a computer. (laughs) So I just got one. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm super, I mean, in this kind of, I mean, you, you hit on it there, that kind of ties together with the getting into grad school. I'm super excited for for you and to get to hear about 
all of that as somebody that knows nothing about filmmaking or anything of that um that sense i'm super excited to hear you um kind of get to share your stories about what yep. grad school's like when i get there yep. start january 11th <laughs> first day of classes You should read Green Lights. That's actually on my list. So I will. Because there's a few chapters in there about his time at film school. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> will do. And Shanine, what is your number five? My number five is... The first Geek 411 podcast. Oh. Uh, I guessed it way back in June. Was that this and year then too? It was yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I just stayed. Yep. I mean, you kind of it stuck like, around. Yeah. Just kind of timing wise. It we just asked you on as a tryout, actually. And, and like. <laughs> Um, like I think you guessed it and then like two weeks later I asked if you wanted to be like that, that's when I reached out to you and Emma about like becoming a permanent part of the cast and um, yeah I, I was looking um, like at our YouTube and it's like that's like that was four months ago that like wow. officially joined um, it's so hard to believe that was four months yeah like that it feels both super short and super exactly. long ago like <laughs> Do you have, and I, I know you mentioned the Welchers earlier, but kind of as a, as a thing for everyone, do you have a favorite podcast moment of the year? I think other than the Welchers, just getting to start the book club as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. It's weird that I have never actually been part of a book club before in my entire life. So getting to lead one is very exciting. (laughs) Yeah. I think the book club has also motivated me to actually read books from start to finish in a timely manner, too, which is nice. (laughs) It's just motivated me to read again. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I haven't done it since pretty much, I don't know, for the last three or four years i haven't really completed a book like before i moved back though or like initially when i moved back i was reading a book a week i had a goal of typically 60 books a year and then i stopped (laughs) which is kind of the classic chris thing yeah like you go all in on something it's true and then burn out and then yeah (laughs) it's not like i necessarily got burnt out from reading it's not other things just ended up taking over yeah which sucked and also i couldn't afford to keep buying because books. <laughs> yeah that's a lot of books yeah although maybe we'll get back on that I'll, next year's goal is 30 books <laughs> um for me like uh I was trying to think back on this question and knowing I was going to ask it at some point today and then 
having no clue what I was going to say, because like so much of my favorite podcast moments from past years are tied in with like the trip episodes. It'll be like the PAX mm-hmm. West episode or the um, times we've done stuff for E3 and those types of things. And this year with none of those like um, none of that traveling really happening, that kind of changed up what is the I guess what is my one of my normal ones. And, um, but yeah, so in general, like um, like y'all joining, switching to like streaming, doing Twitch stuff. Um, kind of just all of that rolled into one thing. Um, all the fall guys that we've played. All um, the fall guys. Stuff like that. Um, just kind of like all of those like memories and moments rolled into one. And then hopefully we'll continue making great memories and going into next year. I feel like that would have been a perfect way to outro the show, but we're not done yet. No. (laughs) And so, so, Chris, what is your number five? Number five is, as we mentioned in pre (laughs) election 2020 has restored my faith in our country, kind of. (laughs) To the best of its ability. I am still very pro- selling montana to canada (laughs) yeah (laughs) but then again what would canada do canada do with montana (laughs) i don't know plenty (laughs) plenty (laughs) just have more janine do you guys want montana (laughs) we're willing to give it to you for like a dollar (laughs) like a good price yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can't really speak for the government here, but <laughs> pretty sure is like a trillion dollars is what they want. Fine, to sell okay, a trillion dollars. <laughs> we'll we'll sell it to you if you're a trillion dollars. What are you talking about? Canada deserves better. Everybody's throwing Montana under the bus in chat. You know what? If Montana was its own country, call it would, South Alberta. We would be one of the biggest nuclear powers in the world. I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing that out there so you don't mess with Montana. Then <laughs> <laughs> my last one, um, kind of in general, um, is playing a lot of board games um, this year with Deanna. And so specifically, she made a joke about it in chat about um, how my last one was teaching her to play magic. Um, but, um, kind of that, but like just in general, um, us getting to play a lot more board games together and we haven't exactly like braved too many, like brand new board games, um, in terms of like, um, like new releases, but, um, in turn, we've definitely been playing a lot more this year and, um, we have some friends that are into board games quite a bit. And so kind of gearing up for whenever we can eventually have gatherings again having a, a bunch more games that we know and stuff like that, that we can bring and teach. Um, and so, and then of course, magic, um, recently getting teaching Deanna com- how to play commander and stuff like that has been a lot of fun. About time. <laughs> and so also uh, just back to the Montana thing. <laughs> Your husband's right. Shanine, there is some decent fishing around great falls. Although great falls itself sucks. We can leave that yeah. behind if we need to. <laughs> Great Falls is my least favorite Montana city. 
I even prefer Butte. And most people make the joke that Butte is the butt of Montana, which that's just because of a name, play on names. But Butte at least has some culture. Great Falls, not so much. Sorry. <laughs> so um, that concludes our top five. But um, something I'm curious about, um, and we're going to actually move this after a couple announcements. Um, but you can be thinking of your response if you don't have one um, already is besides, of course, the pandemic being over, what is something that you are looking forward to in 2021? Um, and so before we get into that, well, we have a couple announcements. Emma, you want to go first? Sure. We officially have a merch store on Redbubble. Ooh. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> there's going to be a link in the in the show notes. Um, but if you go to Redbubble, you can also just type in one geek for 11 into the search bar and our store should pop up. We've got two designs right now. We've got our logo on shirts and stickers and mugs. And then we also have um, I've made my stance on blank well known. Um, which is a common phrase on this podcast mm -hmm. if you've been listening for long enough. Um, we have a couple of options there. We have fill in the blanks so that you can fill in the blank yourself. Or we have, I've made my stance on stickers and I've made my stance on coffee, well known. Um, I will probably be throwing a couple more things like that up there as time goes on. But those are our, <laughs> that's our starter pack for <laughs> First Geek 411. Where's the merch. puns? It's coming. It's coming. I mean, I only had time to throw coffee and stickers on there <laughs> but last is, night. And then I was... Props to Emma here. You can get an I've made my stance on stickers well-known sticker. Yeah. It's a sticker so. that says I've made my stance on stickers well-known. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, and kind of with that, for our listeners, if there are any specific quotes or anything like that that you would like to see on merch let us know of course we can make no promises but um, we will do what we can yeah we'll do what we can and so um, but yeah thank you emma for putting all that together and um emma did a, like a custom design fun. for the i've made my stance on blank well known and so um big shout out to you for that lots of fun <laughs> and then the next one um not nearly as cool as the merch, but next week um, there will be no official episode. Um, we are planning, though, at our normal time to get together and play some games. Um, and so there will still be um, some first, um, first Geek 411 content next Monday night. You can come back, check out um, normal time, 645 Mountain Time. Um, but instead of doing an episode, um, we will just be hanging out, playing some games. And so we'll tweet about what those will be and let people know. Um, and all that stuff, but that is next week. And so that brings us back to our question of, besides the pandemic being over, what is something that you're looking forward to in 2021? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I'm excited for WandaVision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm excited for road trips. Mm-hmm. And then saving up for 2022. <laughs> saving for 2022. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's how that works. That's the goal. We're gonna save that money for 2022. 
<laughs> um, yeah, like for me, and I know I've talked about it several times, but just going back to cons is the thing that I'm definitely most excited for. Um, even like um, the smaller ones of, um, I, I think I told the story of like, um, I didn't go to PAX South this year because I was like, oh, there'll be more cons. And then there was like one more month of cons and then no more. Nada. Um, and so like just even being able to go back to the, to the and of course I won't be at PAX South in 2021 either. Um, but um, kind of just getting to get back into that groove of going to cons, seeing the panels. I'm, I'm super excited to get to go back. And We should pick one. Pick one? one? That we haven't been to. Oh, I was going to pick PAX West. That we haven't been to yet <laughs> to do. Um, like Dragon Con um, or Gen Con or... I don't know. There's so many. Pax Australia. <laughs> That's more of a 2022 thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we're going to dream, let's dream big. I'm not dreaming. I'm making this dream has to be reasonable. Goal. This is just next year. This starts next month. <laughs> um, and um, Deanna says NYC Con. Um, going to either of the Comic Cons, like all the hype. Um, yeah. The actual Comic Con, I guess. Yeah. Um, which like um for San Diego and uh, Oh my goodness. Oh I'm not sure I could do I'm I'm not sure I'd rest San Diego. No, probably not in twenty twenty one. Exactly. No. Um, not. <laughs> I'd give it another year. Yeah. That's a twenty twenty three thing because I already got twenty twenty two planned. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Are there any conventions in Canada, Shanine? That we need to worry about? Or should consider. <laughs> I mean, should we con that we should consider? The Calgary Expo was gonna be really good this year. So are you saying it's not normally really good though? It Calgary <laughs> is usually one of the better ones, especially close to me. Um, but yeah, this year they were gonna have a large amount of the office cast and all four hobbits. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was gonna be worth it, it and then yeah. it didn't happen. Mm, yeah. Question is that they rebook it. Like, it's yeah. Like, it's like, no. What's the plan for next year? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm adding that to to my watch list. <laughs> yeah. And then that will be a fun road trip for me if it happens. It'll be fun. Mm -hmm. um, so with that, listeners, um, we'll segue more into some post-show chat in one moment. Um, but we are First Geek 411. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and join our Discord server to chat with us between episodes. And check out our merch store on Redbubble. Um, and then you can send us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. You can watch live Monday nights on Twitch, 645 Mountain Time, and then find the videos on YouTube. You can rate, subscribe, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, and check out the show notes on our website, 1geek411.com, where you can find our sister cast, Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust. Then you can also find us on our personal social media. I'm Himar Wittil. And I'm not prepared with an eye. 
I'm the Hoot and Howl on Twitter and Hoot and Howl Tales, T-A-L-E-S, on Instagram. And I'm not so foreign. And it's been a great week. Wash your hands. Buy some merch. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> I love you.